Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 274. One of the main things that eBay gives you is eyeballs of millions of buyers across the globe potentially on your listings. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and thanks for joining me here today. How is your summer going? A little bit different than planned, I'm thinking. Me too. (laughs) The weather's really nice here in Chicago. But I miss going out and eating al fresco or hanging out with friends. You know, all the carefree activities that the summer weather brings. I mean, we can still do some of this, but it's so much more complicated with the masks, even though they're getting fun and colorful. And sometimes you can even see people's mouths. Now that's a little eerie. (laughs) But we still have social distancing, the number of people who can be allocated when things are indoors. It used to be just so easy, and we didn't even realize it. Given that, I'm so thankful that technology allows us to stay connected. Could you imagine going through social distancing without Zoom, like in the olden days? I don't know what I'd do. The other day, I realized that I've been going live on Facebook for almost three months now. That seems crazy to me. And that's also in addition to this podcast. Did you know about that? Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in our group, Gift Biz Breeze, I'm going live at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We talk about all sorts of things and have guests, answer business questions, and build relationships. If you're new here and you haven't heard about this before, why don't you join us? Just jump over to Gift Biz Breeze on Facebook. It's a community full of fabulous creators of all sorts. There are lots of things happening over there, too, which you can hear about all at the close of this podcast. I want to move on to what we're going to be talking about today. We're kicking off a brand new series all about online selling platforms. There are so many out there, and it can be a little confusing about which one you should choose. From Etsy to Amazon Handmade, and now the new Facebook shops. It's kind of like all the social media options. Gets completely overwhelming when making decisions. Well, this series is here to make sense of all that. Today, we'll be talking about eBay. You're going to learn why this platform attracts so many sellers, how things have changed over the years, and all the tips, tricks, and tools for success. Today, I have such a treat for you. I want to introduce you to Christine DeMaz of eBay. Christy is the Senior Manager of Go-To-Market Strategy and Operations at eBay. In her role, she's responsible for updating their sellers on key programs and changes. Christine has been at eBay for over 18 years, working in a variety of roles from customer service to project management to marketing. One of the main reasons she's stayed so long is because she's passionate about the eBay mission. We exist to enable economic opportunity for individuals, entrepreneurs, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. 
Christine loves that they provide opportunity to anyone from college students to stay-at-home moms to retirees and more. All who want to start a business selling almost anything online. Christy, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Sue, thank you so much for having me. When I heard about your podcast and had an opportunity to listen to some and hear the focus on small business, I was just thrilled at the opportunity to talk about it. I'm just so passionate about it and so excited to be here. Well, I'm thrilled that you're excited, but I'm just going to warn you, I have a whole list of questions. (laughs) So get ready. (laughs) I'm so ready. That's great. Perfect. Before we start, I have a little bit of a tradition here, and I know you know it since you've listened to some of the shows, and that is for you to share with us who you are by way of a motivational candle. So if you were to describe that perfect candle that represents you, Christy, what color is it and what type of quote or mantra would be on your candle? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. It's so fun. It made me really have to pause and think about myself and my family and kind of our goals and how we operate. And so for color, I think I'm kind of like a turquoise color and bright and hopefully warm and energetic. And then as far as a motivational quote, my family and I have been watching The Last Dance with sports being not on right now with everything happening. And my husband grew up watching and loving the late 90s Bulls. And so one of the quotes that really has been sticking out to me is, you must expect great things of yourself before you can do them. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen and others make it happen. And that's, of course, by Michael Jordan. And I just love it because my kids, sometimes I've noticed in my boys that they only want to do something that they're automatically good at. And so I just want them to know that you have to work really hard. And it's great when things come easy, but in business, in life, and everywhere you go, working hard gets results. I always say about myself is I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room. I'm never going to be the most strategic I'm never going to know all the answers, but I'm sure going to work hard. And so I just try to instill that with the way I operate and then the way I operate with my family. And we also have a small business of our own. And so in the way we operate with that. So yeah. Oh, well, you've got to tell us because we're all curious now. What's the small business of your own? Yeah, so it's really it's more so my husband's side. So like I mentioned, we're a sports family. We're really into fitness and activity. So we actually just have a small gym here where we live. And so we have about a few trainers that work with us and my husband does personal training and stuff. So unfortunately, it's not anything we can sell online, but Mm -hmm. but we're a good balance because I'm more of that constant. I like the consistency of having more of a corporate job, whereas he's somewhat more creative and kind of where it finds where he can fuel his passion by helping other people with their fitness goals. And so we kind of are a family of both sides of the entrepreneur side and then sort of the more official sort of corporate world. I love it because you can have great conversations at home together. Absolutely. You're a little different, but you're still pretty much in line with each other. So that's cool. So Christy, I have to tell you something else. Michael Jordan used to live like maybe five minutes from me. No way. Went to my gym. Like the big thing for all the kids when they were younger was to try and trick or treat at his house so that they could see him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I just love him. And I loved The Last Dance. Like I just thought it was so inspirational. And another podcast I listened to, one of the girls said, she said, I don't know sports, I don't watch sports. But then I realized that it's about hard work and winning and I was in. So like, I just think it's so interesting because it really can apply to, like I said, like all facets of life, just that hard work. And that kind of wish, instead of just wishing to make it happen, working to make it happen. Absolutely. Totally agree with you there. Okay, so let's talk more about you for a second. So what was your life before eBay? Just walk us back. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Did I have a life before eBay? I don't know. (laughs) No, just season. So I actually went to the University of Wyoming. 
And so I had got my bachelor's. And I, at the time, was managing a movie theater. And so one of our theaters in Colorado needed some help. So the summer after I graduated, I moved to Colorado and I was managing this movie theater, but always with the intent that I would probably move to Salt Lake because my boyfriend at the time, which luckily now husband, was there. And then September 11th happened and I was still in Colorado. And then September 11th happened and I felt like, well, I better get there and figure out what job I'm going to have. And like I mentioned, we're way into fitness. So my original education was actually in exercise science. I thought I would help people with their fitness goals or I thought I would help people after they had an injury or I thought maybe I would go into physical therapy. But after I moved to Salt Lake, I looked for jobs a little bit and I wasn't finding any of those jobs. And so my mom and I had shopped on eBay and we thought it was cool. And I happened to see that they were hiring And so I thought, well, I don't want to go too long without having a job. So I'll just go get a temporary job there until I find something that I want to do. And then what made you stay? First off, what department then did you start in? So it was obviously entrance role, right? Yep, exactly. It was an entry level role. I really just started in customer service. So at the time, eBay had acquired a little company called Half.com. There are probably some book lovers out there who remember it. And so at the time, they were sort of transitioning their customer service from the Half.com company to the eBay side. And so I helped answer Half.com emails and I set up some new processes. And really, I just immediately fell in love with the company and the opportunity it provided for both buyers and sellers all over the world. And then also for employees, like I had a lot of opportunity to constantly learn and challenge myself. And then I just kept staying because of that. I loved our mission. And then I loved that I had a chance to continue learning. I think a lot of corporate jobs, you have to do the same thing all the time. It gets exhausting and boring. And I just found that if I raise my hands and kind of go into uncomfortable situations and try to challenge myself, that I was able to continue to learn and grow in new ways. So that just kind of has caused me to stay. Well, you also have a really unique perspective because you came in when the company was so much smaller, too. So you've been able to see the growth. It's been like a big investment for you also. Absolutely. It's yeah, it's I mean, I've been through extreme growth, which was kind of like those early, early 2000s. And then, of course, we all know there was the economic downturn in the fall of 2008. So I was there through all of that. And so there's really been a lot of ups and downs. And it's just neat to see that eBay has done a good job sort of just staying relevant in some of these harder times, because when people are in this case, stuck at home, or they've lost their job, or whatever the case may be, If they have a passion and they have something that they're interested in and passionate about, a lot of times they can make a great business with that on eBay. So it's been really interesting to watch all the different phases from like extreme growth to some less growth to economic challenges and and things like that. So it's been such a learning experience. Like I said, I've been at one company for 18 years, but I've been through all of those changes. And I've been through, I think I'm on my fourth or fifth CEO. And I think I've had 10 jobs. And so even though it's one company, it feels like it's probably been five or six. And you've got to be so valuable because you have such a unique perspective just through all those experiences. All right. So eBay, I'm thinking about my customers and from their mind. And to be honest, I think it's human nature that we all go for like the newest, biggest thing that's going on, right? A lot of our creators, even those who are just starting are like, okay, what platform do I go on? And lots of different types of opportunities and where you can be have gone by the wayside because social media seems to be the place to be. Even though they're not brand new, they're still the newest one on the block. For sure. So I'd love to hear from you as to who eBay's for and why you think the strength is at eBay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is such an excellent question. So eBay is for everyone. So that's one of the things I love about it. 
So me, for example, being home, eBay has moved us all to work from home. So of course, like most people, I have a corner of stuff that I need to get rid of that is either I didn't use it or it's old or whatever. So it applies to me like I can just easily list that and sell it on eBay as a side gig or side hustle. Sometimes we call it. And then it also can apply to like, I could apply to someone who has a big business and maybe they sell vases or something. Obviously they can come online too. So it applies to everyone. And I think one of the things that make it great is that we've been around for so long, obviously, which is so funny to say that a 20 year old company is really a baby, but actually we're coming up on 25 years. I shouldn't say that, but that's just a baby. But actually in e-commerce, they started during the bubble and we've been here throughout. And so we provide a lot of things that some of these new platforms don't always have. We provide great protection to our buyers and sellers. So I remember in the early 2000s, we didn't really have buyer protection. In fact, I was on the team that helped launch that in the later 2000s. And I was like one of my most exciting moments in my career because prior to that, when people would buy something on eBay and have a bad experience, they'd say, oh, Chrissy, I did this happened and it didn't work out. What do I do? And it was kind of like, oh, well, how did you pay? You should contact them and they'll help you. And then once I was able to say, oh, well, let me point you what to do and we'll protect you and you don't have to worry about anything. It felt so good. So just having had that experience, we have lots of protections for buyers and sellers that you're not always going to find when you're kind of on the social platforms or in newer areas and things like that. And then the other thing is just our scale and our reach. We have millions and millions of buyers across the globe. So another great thing about eBay is that shipping internationally and selling internationally can be very scary and intimidating, but there's so much opportunity. And so eBay has a lot of different tools and resources to help sellers do that. And so if someone's doing great with their North America business, but they're ready to expand to the next thing, we have a lot of different programs to help with international shipping. We have a global shipping program where the seller only has to ship it to a special address in North America, and then eBay takes care of the rest to get it to the international buyers. So that, and then just, of course, like I said, our scale, there are millions of buyers shopping online on eBay every day. And so you can reach so many buyers with just using one website. So that's another huge opportunity. And then lastly, one thing I would just say is we never would compete with our sellers. I see a lot of these companies that are coming on and around today that basically use the insights to say what are buyers buying and then sometimes they want to create that on their own. And we don't ever do that and we will never do that. We'll never compete with our sellers. We want their success is our success. We wouldn't be anywhere without them. And so our plan is we would never compete with sellers. We would never try to like say, oh, wow, it looks like XYZ item is selling a lot. We should try to create our own and sell that as well. So again, we don't have inventory. We rely strictly on our sellers for that. So those are a couple of reasons why I think it's a great place. Okay, so one of the things that I think of as I'm talking with different platforms to my clients would be not just the platform and everything that the platform has, but what's the level of ability to be visible on a platform? I mean, with all the different platforms, there are a lot more people coming on to every single platform right now, right? So with eBay in particular, what would you say in terms of someone coming on a new, I want to later, so gift biz listeners, stay tuned because we're going to take it from the start in a little bit. But how does somebody, let's say they're already established and they're on with products, how do they make sure that their products get seen? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so important. That's a huge part of it because you're investing time and resources and getting those listed. So you want them to see buyers. So as you can imagine, it really varies based on the category or the product that the person is selling. So example, if like someone was selling iPhone cables, that's going to be a pretty competitive area. 
And the best way that sellers are going to get visibility in something like that is potentially having a great price or a great photo or a great title. So there are a few different ways, but really it depends again on the category. So say I know a lot of your users, they make their stuff and they often have customized things and whatnot. So that's a really great place to be because you're not necessarily competing with a lot of other people. So say that you make frames or something. We don't have millions and millions of sellers selling frames on the site as like we do electronic type of items. So there's a few best practices we always say, which is generally you want to have great photos because the buyer wants to know what they're getting and especially in like a more unique and more custom way. And then also you want to have a great description and a great title. That's how they're going to find your item and look at it and whatnot. And then of course, we have other tools that can help you as well. So we have a program called Promoted Listings. And this is basically like an ad program where you can say you want to kind of increase the visibility on some items for a small fee. And then that way you'll be able to show up in more places across the site and sometimes more towards the top of the search funnel. And so those are just a few small things, but we have tons of tools and resources in our seller center to provide sellers with other things. And in fact, this month we're calling Traffic Month and we're telling sellers about all the ways that we bring traffic to their listings. And one thing that eBay does that a lot of other platforms don't do is part of what sellers pay in their fees, we actually pay advertising dollars to Google. And so we basically work hard to make sure that if someone's starting their shopping journey on Google, that eBay sellers listings are showing up as often as possible. So that's automatic. It's part of what we do with sellers listings on the site. They don't have to pay extra. They don't have to do anything different. We just do that automatically. So we try to not only give their items visibility from when buyers start their shopping destination on eBay, but even when they're starting their shopping search outside of eBay, we still are working hard to make sure that eBay items are showing up in those areas as well. Okay. Is that then by people optimizing the different words that they would use in their products and descriptions? You're so good. Yep, exactly. You just want to use those kind of specific item specifics that tell you exactly what it is and the photos like funny enough, Google looks at photos when they're serving products. So if you have photos that have writing on them or weird backgrounds or anything like that, it's less likely that Google will show that. And so we always say like a clean, crisp white background is ideal. And in fact, we even this year, we launched a new tool in our apps, where if you take a photo of something like say you have a handbag that you take a photo of, and you have it on your carpet, and you take a photo, you can actually within the app, you can cut the background out and just make it a crisp white background, which really helps that product pop. And then again, more likely that it would show up in other search channels. Okay, so this is really important. And Christy, you'll hear me explaining this for a second. But so Gift Biz listeners, just a few episodes ago, we talked about brand visibility. So you being the brand and photos for your product and all of that. And we talked about having lifestyle photos. So someone wearing your product or having your product be part of some type of a lifestyle, like a cup on a table, things like that. Christy, what you're saying is for eBay you should do the opposite. It should be just a very clear image of the product, period. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the good news is I would say yes and. So to show up in those other search engines, it's great to have that crisp, white background, simple photo, but that's only to get the buyers to click on your listing. Then once they're in your listing, actually seeing more photos of the product in those lifestyle ways, wouldn't be negative. Again, say it was like a unique belt that you had painted or something. I've seen really cool popping up. I've seen it on a lot of TV shows. It's like denim jackets with cool hand painted things on the back. 
So you would want the crisp photo of the denim jacket on the white background, but then you have additional photos for free as part of your listing. So then you could add additional more lifestyle photos that would also help then convert the buyer. So you've shown up in Google search. Now a buyer's actually on your listing considering if they want to buy it or not. If there are additional photos that really sell it and sort of represent your brand, that certainly wouldn't be a bad thing. And I think that would actually help buyers instill that confidence and trust in what they're buying and then also probably inspire them in some ways on how they might use a product like that. Perfect. That was a great explanation. So and there's a way to designate which one is your lead photo versus the subsequent photos. Yep, exactly. So important to do that if you're going to upload multiple photos. Always have that single image as your lead photo. Absolutely. Yep. Nailed it. Okay, perfect. And so let's talk a little bit about search terms. You want to pretend like you're the person going to eBay who is going to buy your product and what the words are that they would be using, right? So not the fancy words, but more basic detailed words specifically of the product. Am I right? Yep, yep, exactly, pretty much. So obviously, we've already talked about Michael Jordan. So staying on that trend, as you can imagine, sneakers are all the rage right now, especially after the last dance. So sneakers and the example of sneakers is you would want to use the specific product, like are they the Air Jordan Retro One Royal Toe or whatever. So you want to be as specific as possible. But then you wouldn't include things like a lot of former eBay sellers have kind of short terms that they used to use back in the day to describe new inbox, NIB. You wouldn't do that today because Google isn't going to look for NIB. They don't know what that is. And so the nice thing is you have your title to add those terms and then you also have your item specifics. So like in the case of the Jordan shoes, you would have the brand, which is Jordan, then you'd have the type, then you'd have the style, and then you'd have the size, and then you'd have the color. So there's a lot of opportunities to add details and really your title should be pretty crisp, but it should have detail. And then if you have more information in those item specifics, all other search engines also look at those item specifics and sellers also filter down using those. So for example, if you are searching for the Jordan Retro One Royal Blue Toe and you search that on eBay, you probably are only interested in one size. So there's ways that you can filter down on the left-hand side of the page to get to those. So that's a great way. Again, you want to have those details in the item specific so that if someone's searching for a size 11 and you haven't put that in your item specific, you won't get lost in the results if someone filters down using size. Got it. So it really sounds like not just putting a photo up, doing a very basic description and calling it a day, but really spending time on having good quality photo. And maybe I'm almost thinking of it like a book cover and then the insides, the base, the product, and then like the other detail of it through way of imagery. And then also the title, the description, all of that, like really spending some time there because that way you're more likely to be found. And let's face it, if you're not found, no one can buy it from you, period. Exactly. The nice thing is it sounds like a lot of work and it is. I don't want to say it's not work, but we actually have a bunch of cool tools that we've launched this year to kind of even tell sellers. So if you're again listing those Jordan retros and you haven't included that, you'll get a little alert in your selling page that says, hey, these are some recommended item specifics that'll help you. The nice thing is we have lots of tools and resources along the way to teach and show sellers because of course, if you're new to the site and you've never listed before, you don't know all these things. So we have lots of different ways that we help guide sellers and give feedback and things to try to make their items more visible to buyers. Okay. 
And so a lot of our listeners also, they make one-of-a-kind items for sure. But then there are also people who make candles. And so they will be selling maybe 50 of their candles or they're available for 50 candles. Do they list each one individually or how would that work? Yeah, great question. There's a multiple way they can do it. So candles is a great example. So say you had like a specific jar candle, but you had different colors or different scents. You can create one listing. Like imagine if you search for it, you can say, I have these different scents or these different colors. And then the buyer can just sort through those and check. But say that you have like, they all look very, very different and you want them to have individual listings. You can also create individual listings. So it's really up to the business person to kind of decide what might be best for them. But if it's easier to just create one listing and then have a list of all the different scents or colors, that's another easy way to do it. We call it item variations. And so you can easily set that up in your listing as you create it. Let's, we'll bring it down to a smaller number. Let's say I have seven. I'm looking at something yellow here. So I'm going to say it's a pineapple. You might have thought I was going to say lemon, but I didn't. <laughs> it's <laughs> a pineapple that. scented candle and there's seven, but only seven. So how do I make sure there aren't eight purchases? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so important because we know it's quite a negative experience if they oversell and then you have to cancel or something. Right. Yeah, you can easily just set the quantity. So like once you list it, so say, for example, you know, you have your seven, you take your photos, you upload it, you can just set your quantity to seven, and then it automatically removes them as they get purchased. And so the one thing is we're not blind, like there are a lot of sellers who sell multi channel. So say, for example, you also have those listed on another platform. That's totally fine. There are actually a lot of third parties and tools out there that help you sort of manage that and look at all of the different quantities. And they might say like, oh, this sold on XYZ platform, so we'll remove it from eBay. So there are a lot of third parties that can help with that. But otherwise, you could always just go in and automatically remove it if it's a smaller scale. So yeah, you just set that quantity and you're good to go. Perfect. Okay, so since you've mentioned other tools to integrate the different platforms, is there one that you would suggest? Oh, good question. We have a lot of awesome partners, actually. So Channel Advisor is one of our old standbys. A lot of folks use them. They help you kind of do multi-channel. Gosh, there's so many out there. It kind of depends on what you're solving for. Like another one that we've been piloting with is one called Street Pricer. And it's one where basically it helps the seller find the right price for their item because that's another important thing. If you aren't pricing your items right, again, you might not get found and buyers might not buy them. So it kind of depends on what part of your business you're solving for. But I think we have pages out there that tell you all the different tools and resources that can help. And then, of course, just within eBay itself, we also have a ton of different tools and resources to help. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. So... I love the fact that you brought up that you might have products that would be selling on other platforms because I don't think it's bad to have things in different places when you're trying to sell your product. I mean, different people, let's face it, are going to gravitate to different places. I love this conversation so far because it sounds very user-friendly. It doesn't sound that hard. Oh, here was my question. I knew it would come back to me. If I have those yellow candles, but then I also have... And I'm going to list them, just the yellow ones separately from the blue ones from, okay. Is it okay to take the same wording and just switch out the color and the scent? Yep, absolutely. Or should we switch up the whole wording in our descriptions? No need. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. And when we jump back in, we're going to hear all about the eBay mobile app. 
Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or find packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. So if you're an individual seller listing your own inventory, using our mobile app is so fast and easy. So you can literally list an item from end to end without ever having to hit your PC. So you can you list it all through the app. And then say, for example, you've created your yellow candle listing. There's actually a way where you can say duplicate the listing and then just change some details. And that's totally fine because you've already invested the time and thought to get the right details in there. So that's totally fine because you've already know the good stuff. So no reason not to reuse it. Yeah. So put your time in up front to get it really sounding perfect. Then it's easier from there. Exactly. Yep. And I'm guessing, let's say a product isn't moving. Okay. One facet of that could be price. We get that. But it also could be description. So maybe if you see a product that's not moving, maybe tell me if this is an idea or not. (laughs) Okay, Christy, Mm -hmm. maybe you take the same product and you list it with a different description. Yeah, for sure. And see if it moves better. Maybe you take half the inventory and put it into a different description or something. Yeah, exactly. And that's the nice thing again, like so in both our seller hub and our my eBay will sometimes provide feedback. So recently, as an example, I mentioned a couple times I have two boys and they my oldest used to love Disney cars. And so whenever I was out shopping, if I saw any car I thought that he didn't have, I would buy it. And in effect, I ended up with extras. So I've been selling those on the site. And I had one that was listed for quite a long time. And it gave me a little alert, like this listing's been here a long time. Maybe you want to refresh it. And so you can refresh to your point. You can refresh the description, the photos, the price. There are lots of different ways. And we'll provide those little tips and tricks right there on the site. Because really, if you think about it, the success of eBay is having product moving. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. That's what we want. Because again, buyers aren't coming to the site and finding the good stuff, then we won't have buyers coming. So we definitely want sellers to convert and for them to make sales for sure. Yeah. Okay, so now let's back it up to the front. (laughs) Okay, I wanted people to hear and get a little bit excited about eBay. And boy, maybe I need to check this out. And this sounds good and all of that. Yeah. How does someone get started? Walk us through like really easy someone who's interested now, maybe as soon as they're done listening, they're going to jump on their computer and check everything out. How would they create an account and get going? So great, Sue. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. So again, we've seen so many small businesses who want to be able to get up and running online because they've just had a brick and mortar that they've had great success with. But now with all these stay at home orders and potential long term challenges that we'll be facing with COVID-19. So we have a lot of different ways for sellers to get started. So they can go to ebay.com slash up and running. And this provides them immediately with basically tools and resources they need to get started. But it's so easy. Really, you just create an account and it's free. You will have to sign up for a way to get paid. So you'll be prompted to sign up for our payment system, which allows you to have buyers pay you right there on the site. You don't even have to have a PayPal account or anything. 
So all payments go through your system first. So yeah. Okay, so great. If you aren't set up with shopping carts on your platforms, with eBay, you don't need that. It integrates in, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. We're currently launching it right now, but by about mid-July, when we're chatting with all of you guys, this will be where any new accounts coming on will just go straight into our new payment platform system that does all of this for you. So yeah, so we're so excited not to talk too much about payments, but just while we're on it, it's something we've just been launching over the past couple years, and we're basically about to fully go live with it in the middle of July. And the reason it's so big for eBay and so important for sellers is it gives buyers all of the options to pay. So as we all know, everyone has a different way that they want to pay. Some people have Apple Pay, some people have Google Pay, some people only are comfortable using their credit card, some people love PayPal. So with our new payment platform, buyers can pay you any way that they like and we handle the payment and then the money comes to you. The idea is that in case a buyer is shopping online and they reach eBay and they're like, oh, I don't have a PayPal account. That sounds like a hassle. That's all gone starting in the middle of July. So buyers will then be able to pay on most listings all kinds of different ways from Google Pay to Apple Pay to credit card. I also like that because it seems to me, I'm making an assumption here so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me then when it funnels into your account you'll know that it's coming from eBay. So that's a nice way to be able to separate and see what's performing for you. Absolutely. Yep. That's such a good follow. You'll see it come straight from eBay. And as we were talking about before, the other nice thing is like we have lots of different reports you can download. If you end up signing up as a business and you have access to our seller hub, there's graphs and charts and things that show you how you're doing this month versus last month and things like that. So you can track your performance and find opportunities where you might want to change things or, or mix it up. Got it. Oh, I love that. Because we all talk business here, we are talking as if it's a business. Okay, so they come in, they create the free account, they connect to however they want payments. So that I'm assuming that's probably a business checking account, you guys, not your personal account, business checking, because you want to keep your funds separate if you're running this as your business. Is there a place where we should be putting in information and in like a description of our company or more information on the seller? Oh, good. I'm so glad you asked. So when you register, we don't do a great job of showing this, but we actually have a business specific registration. And so when you go to ebay.com and you go to register, if you just register regularly right there, you're registering as an individual. But there's a little link at top that says register your business. And so, yes, I totally recommend for all of you out there who are running a business, which is most of you listeners, is definitely register as a business because then it helps us know that you are an actual business and it helps us give you the right information, helps us give you the right promotions, helps us know who you are and potentially even allow you to list more. Because as you can imagine, when someone's just coming on the site to start out, we don't let them list as many things as they want just because we have to protect our buyers that like someone isn't coming on and listing stuff they don't have. But if you register as a business, you'll get more what we call limits straight away because we know you're a business, we've got the information about that. So definitely look for that little register as a business link when you're registering on ebay.com. Okay. And does that give you an opportunity to share more of who you are as a business just for credibility purposes? Yep, exactly. Okay, perfect. So I'm assuming it's pretty easy. You just follow the prompts, fill in the information. And I really advise you guys, if there's a space for you to fill in something, fill in something because that just gives more value to your account. Any platform that you're on, make sure you're filling in all the spaces. Don't just leave them blank, like business name and that's it. <laughs> you know, if there's descriptions, whatever. Exactly. Okay, so let's say it didn't matter how many products, but what would you suggest 
a business should do in terms of the number of products that they should start with? Yeah, good question. So what I would suggest would be like whatever is most manageable. One important thing I guess I would say is that when you set up your account, you get to pick your handling time. So you can say like you're going to ship same day or you're going to ship in three or four days. So my best recommendation would be to set that up and the amount that you can handle. So if you can handle shipping a bunch of items in a row or in a certain amount of time, setting that up is honestly even more important because that when the buyers are searching based on what you've set as your handling time and then based on where they're located and based on the shipping services you're providing, it gives the buyer an idea of when to expect the item. And so your listeners might be creating unique items that might be gifts and things like that. So a lot of times buyers are going to be really interested in when am I getting this? So I think really it's whatever you can manage. So I would say sometimes it's better to start small and test it out. But on sometimes if you're ready and you know what you have and you want to get it solid, there's no reason not to go bigger as long as you can fulfill the orders that you might get. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It really just is individual based on their operation and the product and things like that. But you shouldn't only list one product. Like, I'm just going to tell you that. Like, that doesn't look... Well, I guess it doesn't matter with eBay, does it? Because they don't necessarily see a whole store unless they click that way, right? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a good advice. If you have more products to list, definitely. Certainly can't hurt. But you're right. Like, you probably won't have a lot of feedback to start. So the nice thing is if you are listing more products and getting more purchases. You'll build your feedback a little bit faster, which can be good. But also, it's not necessarily required by any means. So yeah, it's just one of those things that's like really based on the individual business needs and what they're able to do. I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth on that because let's stick with my yellow candle. If I liked that yellow candle, I might want to see what else they have. Like maybe there are some other types of candles I want. So I might go look at other things by that seller, right? Yeah. But then if there's nothing else, I might say, oh, you know what? There's nothing like how credible is the seller if all they have is this one candle? True. I think that's a great call. And the other nice thing, like just hearing you describe our candle, it reminded me of a couple other cool things that we have is like we have what we call, how do we, what do we call it? It's basically a way where you can offer if they buy more than one, you can get it at a discount. So like mm. a lot of times if you have, again, we'll do your candle example. If you have them all in one listing with the different flavors, if someone buys like pineapple and mango and guava, maybe they get 5% off each additional one. So we have tools that can allow you to set that up, which allow buyers to sort of be incented to buy more and get a discount, which can be really cool. And then same with shipping. We have lots of ways where like if you buy X amount, you can get a shipping discount and things like that. So I think with all that said, if you have more inventory, it's probably to your point earlier, Sue, worthwhile to definitely start with at least a few products. And you can, again, maybe use some of those tools and resources to get more buyers converting on those if they're kind of related and they're a product that someone might want to buy a couple of. Okay. And so then how does the cost structure work? I mean, obviously there's a price to listing and selling and all of that. So how does this work with eBay? Yep, yep, totally. So this one's, of course, a little bit more complicated, but not too bad. Just started from like the beginner person. There are two really two main, we'll call it fees you might pay. So you might pay an insertion fee, which would be just a small fee to list the item. But actually for new businesses, we regularly have great promotions where there are very little insertion fees. So be aware of it. But typically we offer lots of free insertion fees for new sellers. By insertion fee, that means actually putting the product on the site. 
Yep, exactly. Again, this is a fairly small amount of what you'll pay. And a lot of times there's free ones. Like we always have different promotions going on where we want to provide people with free listings because we, of course, want them to be able to list their products with as little risk as possible. So the main fee that you need to be aware of is what we call our final value fee. And so this basically is your item sells. And then obviously we take a commission. This can vary based on the category. And so depending on which category you're listing in, the final value may be different. And so the best thing is make sure you're thinking about that in your margins. Obviously, you want to price it right, but you don't want to sell it and then go, oh, geez, I didn't know there was going to be a final value fee. And now I've lost all my profit. So definitely research the fee for the category that you're going to be selling in and make sure you've sort of built that into your cost. And then the other thing is we have a few different what we call stores. And so each store comes with a different set of benefits, as you can imagine. We have a starter store, which is for like the very basic person just starting out. It kind of gives them some basic tools and resources. And then it goes all the way up to enterprise level. And each store tier kind of comes with a different amount of free insertion fees. It might come with a different other benefits. Like in some stores, I think are basic and above, you actually get a coupon and a credit for shipping supplies. So we love when sellers use our eBay boxes and eBay tape and stuff. So regularly sellers get credits and coupons to buy those shipping supplies and things like that. So each store tier sort of has a different benefit. So starter would probably good be for a lot of us who will just be starting out. It's for that exact reason, just kind of a starter store to get people going. And then if things are going well, you can always upgrade to like a basic or a premium and so on. So yes, it's complicated, but not too bad. Okay. The benefits make sense because they're probably aligned to what you need at that point of your business development. So that all makes sense to me. Why are there different commissions per category? So it's not two, two different category. I guess ultimately, like we want to be competitive in whatever that market is. So one of our big strategies this year is trying to provide those more vertical specific experiences. So as an example, again, sneakers, even before The Last Dance came out, we knew that sneakers were a very, very popular item. And we felt like we wanted to have the best inventory on the web. And so last December, we actually created a brand new fee structure for sneakers over $100, where there's actually zero final value fees. And so just because of the landscape of sneakers themselves, we actually found that that was the right business decision to make for right now, because again, that allows us to get the right inventory and the right buyers to the site. And so basically, our strategy is to look at each individual vertical, almost like its own business. As you can imagine, we have thousands of people working at eBay, not each, but many verticals have their own what we call GM. And then their goal is to look at the competitive landscape and make sure that selling on eBay is one of the best places to sell. And so say, for example, you're selling guitars. And so if you're looking at what's the cost of selling a guitar on eBay versus reverb or something in that vertical, in that category, we want to be competitive as possible. And so that's sort of why it varies across the different categories is just each business is honestly really different. And we just want to try to be competitive and be a great place to sell for all the different verticals. As you're talking about this, I go back to the fact that it doesn't even matter what the cost is if the product just sits there. You could put your product on a platform that doesn't cost a lot in terms of pulling commissions, but if it's just sitting there, what's the point? Yeah, that's so true. It's the flow through of the product more than the investment. I mean, yes, as you were saying earlier, Christy, I mean, a seller has to walk away with some profit. That's why we're in business. But if you've got that in line, I think it's less important what the commissions are, not totally, but a little bit less than is your product actually moving. 
Exactly. That's so important because that's, I mean, one of the main things that eBay gives you is your eyeballs of millions of buyers across the globe, potentially on your listings. And so, so you sort of have to look at like the value of the platform. So like you said, if fees may be different across platforms, but just thinking of the end to end value of all of the buyers that get to see your items when you list on eBay. So couldn't agree more. Okay. One more question. And then I No, I have two more questions, actually. So someone buys a product, what information on that buyer comes down to meme the candle maker? Oh, great. Good question. So yeah, so essentially, you get notified that you got paid and to ship. So you basically get their name and their address and their shipping information. And then the nice thing is that's one of the things I'm kind of going off off the rails with your question, but just talking about what you get. That's like my mom, for example, she has a lot of things she wants to sell on eBay. And she was so intimidated by shipping. She just was like, how would I know? Like, what's the cost? Like, what do I do? And so we know that's one of the biggest sort of concerns and barriers for new people starting out if they're not used to shipping their products. And so yet again, we have, of course, a bunch of tools and resources. But actually, like when you sell something, it'll basically fill in what they think they know about the product. So if you're selling shoes, they pretty much know the size of the box. They pretty much know the weight and they can pretty much estimate what the shipping will be. So the nice thing is you can print the label right through eBay. So you get the buyer's address and whatnot, but you don't even really have to worry about it. You just go to you're in your seller hub and you say, I got paid, print the label. You click through the steps and you print the label and slap it on the box and you can even call USPS to come pick it up. So you don't get a ton of information on the buyer, but you get exactly what you need. And we make it really streamlined and simple for you to just ship that item out to them right away. And of course, if you have your own shipping, if you're already selling a lot online and you have your own way that you print and do labels, that's okay too. You don't have to use the eBay labels, but if, for example, say you're a skateboard shop and you're just starting out, you had a brick and mortar and you've just now started selling online and you're not, you don't have a way to ship easily. You can, again, print those labels directly through eBay and you actually get a discount because of our volume with the different partners and stuff. Okay. All right. And then any questions back and forth between seller and buyer go through the eBay communication system. So you don't get an email or anything. Yep, that's right. Exactly. Okay. But you still have that communication link there available. Yep, always. So you can reach out to them, they can reach out to you. We never want to like stifle the communication, especially we know in custom items, sometimes the buyer has to say like, oh, this is a sign for my boat. And I want it to say like Christie's boat or whatever. So you can, of course, the buyer and seller can message each other back and forth about that. And that's no problem at all. So what would you say, this is my final question. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say are the most common two or three mistakes that you see that you could advise everybody about before they get started? Oh, for sure. That's such a great question. So you won't be surprised. It kind of goes back to what we've talked about, which is having that great listing. So there's the infamous picture of the guy selling the teapot where the reflection was himself in the reflection. And so it was a funny thing, but the photos make all the difference. So if you're selling like a dress, you don't want to have the dress laying on the bed and kind of like crumpled up. Ideally, you would have the dress on a mannequin and then you would have a great photo of it with the crisp white background and things like that. So a lot of times you'll kind of flip through and see, oh gosh, that doesn't instill confidence when you see like the sneakers sitting on the dirty carpet or whatever. So all about those photos, they make such a difference, both in having buyers find your item from anywhere from Google through eBay direct, and then also when buyers convert. So when buyers see those crisp, crisp photos, it instills confidence in them to make that purchase. 
So that's one. And then two is not spending the time to do the item specifics. It takes a little bit of time like we talked about, but it helps so much in the visibility of your item. So sometimes people will be like, oh, item specifics, I don't know what that is. I'll just skip it. It seems not important. I'll just put it in the description and I'll put it in the title and I should be good. And that's not bad. Like that's certainly, you'll still probably get some eyeballs on it, but the more details you have, the more opportunity you have for buyers to find those items. So item specifics, you're meaning are like new, what the size is, color, brand. Yep, the brand, the color, exactly. Yep, totally. And the other one would just be kind of that, what we talked about on the shipping and handling. Make sure whatever you set it up to do, that you can do that. Because the worst thing is you've set it up where you say you're gonna ship the next day, and then you weren't able to, and then you're not meeting buyer's expectations, and then they're getting angry, and then you're having a bad experience, and your customers are having a bad experience. So kind of just making sure you're realistic about what you can do and when you can ship and whatnot so that it sets the customer's expectations correctly. Yeah, because if your ratings go down, that's not going to help with future sales. Exactly, exactly. And it won't help with like your items being found and all of that. Yep, exactly. Right. Oh my gosh, so great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all this information. Is there any final word that you would give in terms of the power of eBay just as a motivator for all of us to consider as we're looking at all the different platforms available to us? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. So the power of eBay, I would just say that we are all about small business. Like that is our lifeblood. Like I said in the beginning, it's like eBay is nothing without our sellers. So the one thing I hear a lot of times from our sellers is they also have a relationship with us. We have emotional connections. Not only when you come and sell on the site, if you join our community boards, you might find other candle makers or candle enthusiasts and you might become friends online or whatever eBay is the original sort of social media, if you will, because we've had people connecting online for 25 years about their passions and about things that are important to them. So I would say if anything, like hopefully if you do come and sell on eBay, you'll feel a connection to eBay and you'll see that we feel that same connection back, that we care so deeply about our sellers. Our executives and our senior leadership team are regularly meeting with sellers. They're regularly out in our community boards talking with sellers. They're regularly out in Facebook groups talking with sellers. And you just don't see that in all other platforms where we care so deeply about our sellers and the experience they have. And we want to make sure that eBay is the best marketplace to sell online. And we work really hard to try to do that. And we listen to our sellers. So when sellers reach out to our execs or our customer service team with concerns, we take that feedback very seriously and we try to adjust whenever we can. So yeah, it's just a great place to be. And we couldn't do it without our sellers. Yeah. And I see the connection with the sellers represented throughout our whole talk, right? Because from the 20 years, I'll call it 20, but I know it's over 18. But the time that you've been there, the company's continued to evolve and it's been evolving in alignment with what the sellers need. And you've done so much towards that end. So that's the proof right there. Yep, exactly. Well, thank you. That's so nice. Yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate all the information. I've got links over in the show notes page, you guys. So so you can link directly to Christy through LinkedIn, but then also just the information for eBay with business. Also the apps that she's mentioned, I'll have linked up there. If anyone has any further questions on this, where would you direct them to go? Oh my gosh, great question. So there's a few different places. So like you said, I'm always happy to make new friends on LinkedIn. And so you're always welcome to reach out to me directly. But also I mentioned our community boards. If you just search eBay community online, or if you go to ebay.com slash community, you can find a community of just about anything there. And our sellers love to help other sellers. 
We have so many sort of resellers out there. Their whole passion is helping other businesses come online. And then also, like you mentioned, we're on Facebook, so you can reach out there. And then, of course, we have regular customer support as well. We've mobilized everyone working from home, as you can imagine, to be as safe as possible. But you can still reach us. I think if you're just on ebay.com, you'll see customer service in the top and they can always reach out there. And then just in all the links you provided, we'll provide a lot of great information there. And we would just love to have everybody come over and try it out. Such great information. We covered so much in really a short time. I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything about eBay with us today. Oh my gosh, Sue, thank you so much for having me. It's my passion, like I mentioned, and I'm just so honored to have been here and been able to talk to you guys about it. To be honest, I haven't heard a lot of you talk about eBay in relation to selling your products. I really like the idea Christy presented in terms of using eBay in conjunction with other online platforms. And remember, always in addition to your own website. Perhaps I've gotten your wheels turning here. By the time we're done with this series, you'll have resources to refer back to at your convenience. And to do that, I have a great way for you to find what you're looking for. Have you ever listened to a podcast here, knew you wanted to write something down, re-listen at another time, or come back to grab a resource that was mentioned? But for the life of you, you can't remember what episode it was in. Well, now you can find it instantly. If you go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash search, Enter keywords on any topic you want, and not only will it tell you in what episodes the topic was discussed, but it will bring you to the exact spot. Grab and go style. Quick, easy, and you can be on your way taking that newfound information and implementing it into your business. Whether it's a topic like SEO, you want to hear from other jewelry makers, or you're looking for a specific guest show. All now can be found through keyword search right inside this podcast. Yay! I am so excited about it and quite honestly, have been using it for myself as well. That link again is giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash search. Make sure to join us again next week where we'll be covering everything you need to know about Amazon Handmade. I can't wait for us to be together again then. And until that time... Be safe and be well. Bye for now. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.